let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. Are you a veteran DM with more campaign ideas than prep time? Yeah, of course you are. Aren't we all? Does your party have a habit of going to the person or place that you would least expect? If they're like my group, they sure do. What if I were to tell you that I could put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk to cut down on your campaign prep? What if I were to tell you that you could bring them along with you at your game sessions for when those pesky players go off the rails? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we could do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy-and-pastable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. I've been running games for the better part of 40 years, and I must admit, I've gotten a bit lazy. I just don't have the time I used to. And I've been using Terrain, which is minimizing my need for descriptive narratives. Stuff is right out there in front of you. Why describe it? When I was prepping for an Acorns journey, a DMD story, I used Describe quite a bit. When you listen, you can hear it. One of the things I like the most about Describe is that if the narrative doesn't fit perfectly with your encounter, it's easy to modify while still sounding really good. I did that an awful lot. I think this makes the more than 6,000 narratives that they have available for you even more valuable. It almost doubles what you have at your fingertips. You should give it a shot. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash DMD. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott, and it's time for another DM quick tip. It's Explain the Plane. What is a crystal sphere? Solar systems and snow globes. Preposterous, yes, but it's a thing. It's crystal spheres this week on DM Quick Tips. Well, not really snow globes, but it's almost like that. In the Great Wheel of Cosmology of D&D, the preferred cosmology for my games, the border ethereal touches the worlds of the prime material plane at the border of their crystal spheres. But the phlogiston surrounds the spheres. Huh? Yeah. Go grab a blueberry muffin. The matrix of the muffin, that's the cakey part, is the phlogiston. The blueberries are the crystal spheres. Each blueberry holds a planetary system that contains planets, people, and a sun, or suns. Are you with me so far? Good. Now find a blueberry in your muffin. The border ethereal touches these crystal spheres. That's how you access the ethereal plane. The ethereal plane is different from the phlogiston. Confusing? Yeah, it is, especially when it's a podcast and not a YouTube video. Still got your blueberry muffin? Good. Now stick your finger in that muffin and touch a blueberry. Stick a few more in. By now, you're probably getting some weird looks. Your fingers are the border ethereal, pathways touching the prime material plane that allow travel to the deep ethereal and other planes. Now get your fingers out of that muffin, you weirdo. So what is a crystal sphere? Well, it's a large, massive, dark, ceramic-like sphere that surrounds an entire planetary system. It's almost like an egg. The crystal sphere is the shell, and the contents, yolk and white, are the planetary system. 
The surface of the sphere, the eggshell, so to speak, is referred to as the sphere wall and acts as a barrier between the phlogiston and what is referred to as wild space. Wild space being that area of the void within the sphere. At times, openings will appear in the sphere wall. These are called portals. This is how a spell jammer vessel can exit the wild space, pass through the sphere wall, and enter the phlogiston. Portals can spontaneously appear anywhere in the sphere wall or through the use of spells. Portals can be located at their location in the case of a spell jammer vessel. Magic is used to open or close a new portal. Anything passing through a portal, as it's closing, could be cut in two. Each sphere, each planetary system, has its own set of gods. These gods sometimes share realms in that they either were worshipped in them or they were able to travel from their realm to another god's realm. Sometimes these gods even shared planes. Now one would think that this could complicate matters a great deal, especially when considering egos and power grabs, but eons ago the gods collectively made a treaty of sorts that specifically dictated that they would not engage in any activities that would negatively affect the worship of the gods of a realm that was not theirs. And thus far, they've done a fairly good job of upholding the treaty. Once a god left their crystal sphere, their power was either drastically diminished or altogether non-existent. If there was a substantial body of worshippers in whatever other crystal sphere they entered, they were able to retain some of their original power, though they weren't as mighty as they were in their native crystal sphere. It is said that there was but one crystal sphere in the beginning, and from that one crystal sphere, the others were born. The birth of our crystal sphere is much like the reproduction of a single-celled organism. This one original sphere began to grow in size and then began to grow apart, eventually splitting in two distinctly separate crystal spheres. While the new crystal sphere was forming and was independent, the two stayed together for a period of time until they split apart. What is particularly unique and fascinating about the birth of a crystal sphere is that they sing. Remember that these crystal spheres are systems embedded in phlogiston, right? The blueberry muffin analogy, you remember. As the tides of the phlogiston brought them close together and they touched, they would chime much like wind chimes. In time, the crystal spheres grew to a massive size. And once that happened, of course, they split apart and the stars inside began to come to life. Crystal spheres are always circular in shape. They never deviate from that design. Why this is, no one is certain. Some speculate that it simply is the nature of such objects in a fluid. The crystal spheres are almost like bubbles in water. Nobody knows what the origin of the crystal spheres are. This remains a mystery and is the fodder for a creative dungeon master. Now, there are many ways you can explain the plane, but this is my way. See you next time in the dojo. You can support the Dungeon Master's Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive-thru RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive-thru RPG. Or visit us on the web at thedungeonmastersdojo.com. 
There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening.